Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Basil Hayden's. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my exceptional and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing this week? You know, for the week before election, uh, not too bad. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the, this podcast will be coming out the day before election uh, election day, which is a big, big deal. Before we even jump into any of that, I'm going to go ahead and pour ourselves a drink here because, my God, <laughs> we'll we could it. use it. Uh, Andy, what are while you uh, pour these drinks here, I just want to say, folks out there, make sure you pour yourself a glass of Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, or maybe the 10-year rye, if you're lucky enough to have that, or some other type of uh, whiskey that'll uh, keep you warm while we go through this election, while we go through this podcast. Andy, I'm going to go ahead and pour ourselves a drink here. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the election that's going to be uh, taking place the day after this uh, episode airs? Um, well, my first thought on this is just, like, what has been this election cycle, to keep it as clean as possible. Um, it's It's been just like it's been an insane cycle in my opinion first of all um i i think i i like honestly i think it could be another surprise election um i think by to an extent i think biden will win but i think it'll be a lot closer than what the polls are saying yeah i, I don't think it's going to be a repeat of 2016 um, because I think Biden is far more likable candidate mm-hmm. than Hillary was, but That's true. Um, and Trump, I think, especially this year with the pandemic, has been a little bit more, um, to an extent, beaten down, if you will. Gotcha. As in approval ratings with his handling of that, but we'll see. I mean, as we saw in, in uh, twenty sixteen, you know, Trump obviously shocked the world when he. Uh, King out right. of nowhere and won it. Yeah. If I was, uh, you know, I'm a gambling man, Andy, and I, I like to gamble and, you know, not, nothing crazy, just big events, Super Bowl, Kentucky Derby, stuff like that. I would not put any money on either of these candidates. I think it's no. very close. I think it's impossible to say. I, I think yeah. it really could go either way. I think people are sick of the, people may, might not like Trump, but they're sick of the pandemic and, and masks and lockdowns. And they might want to say, hey, let's get back to normal. And I don't know that going Biden is the route for that. Honestly, I'm most concerned about just having to stand in line to vote on, uh, on Tuesday because, uh, you know, I didn't do mail-in voting. I'm going to go vote and it's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, biggest turnout ever. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be at least of our lifetimes, probably the biggest turnout one. And it's going to yeah. be, um, it's going to be the biggest ever. Yeah. Yeah. And depending, um, on the outcome of election, I think it's outside of Bush v. Gore in Florida. I think it's going to be the most contentious election. Yeah, of but our the, at least of our lifetimes. Well, I mean, the, we're right. in our twenties. The good thing, the good thing is, we know that. Well, we know that the election will either be over early on, like Biden will blow out Trump, or it'll be kind of like a, like you said, a Bush v. Gore situation where it kind of drags out for a while. 
Um, but I think we'll know pretty early on in the night which one it's going to be. I've yeah. got this bottle of Nika's uh, whiskey from Japan that I'm really excited about. $70 Maybe bottle. Maybe crack it open then. Yeah, $70 bottle of retail that I haven't even uh, cracked yet. And I'm going to crack it open on election night, have a glass of that. But uh, we're going to have all kinds of, I'm going to have all kinds of whiskey that night. Basil yeah. Hayden's, uh, you know, Angel's Envy like last week. I'm going to have some, uh, might have... I got some open 14. You know, I got, I got, I got some wellers. I'm going to have some, I'm going to have to make sure I'm properly lubricated for that night. Cause I think it's going to be long. I think it could be boring and I think it's going to be very contentious, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I took, yeah. the, I took the day off the next day from work. Yeah. Cause it's like, I want to be up whether who, no matter who wins, I'm a political junkie and I'm going to be, want to be up all you know, all night kind of watching and drinking and following along and having a good time. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun either yeah, way. It, it should be fun. It should be, it should be interesting at a minimum. And, you know, oh, especially yeah. for the bourbon world, this will be something that it could be a very, very consequent, consequential uh, election. Um, just because for anybody that knows with Trump, he a uh, little bit of a spat with Europe and the European Union. Um, they've levied about 25 to 30% tariff on bourbon. So it could be consequential for the bourbon world as well if Trump wins or... Yeah. Biden wins, you know, what's going to happen with those tariffs? Well, we all know that uh, the best bourbon in the world comes from the U.S. anyway, so. Yeah. Best whiskey in the world comes from the U.S., so, in our opinion, but. Yeah. So, anyway, let's go ahead. It'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll talk about it next week, I'm sure. Let's go ahead right now and go ahead and tell everyone everything they need to know about Basil Hayden's. Oh, I'd I'd love nothing more than to do that. Um... So Basil Hayden's actually is our second of four in Jim Beam's Jim Beam's uh, small batch bourbon series that they've done. Uh, as you listeners know, we did Knob Creek three to four weeks ago, something like that. I want to say, um, and the other two, of course, being Booker's and Baker's in the lineup. But this brand, we haven't we haven't done either of those yet. But we're no. we're we're, work, we're working on it, folks. Don't worry. Someday, someday, it'll happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely want to do those two brands uh, at some point here. Of course, I was looking at the uh, what was it? The little book today. The little, the little, little book. Booker. Or what's, yeah, what's the it? little book. The little book. Yeah. Uh, which is you talked me out of it though. Yeah, I yeah I talked you out of it. I thought it was too, a bit too pricey for really what it is, but to each their own, I guess. What is it? It's um so the little book. A little bit of a sidestep here on our episode, but the little book is. I know in their third chapter that they did of it, um, it was a little bit of Basil Hayden's nine-year, Booker's and Baker's 11 or 12-year, and then Knob Creek nine-year. So they kind of blended that. uh, It's actually something Freddie know. Basil nine, 11 Booker, 12 Baker, 12 Knob Creek. Okay. From the text that you sent me earlier. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I might have gotten the the Knob Creek wrong. The Knob Creek might have been their nine year, but um, that's what the, that's those are the four that make it up. Um, right. I haven't had a chance to have it, but it, as I was texting you, John, if it's anything like um, the Booker's, as I said, told you, uh, it's probably just not worth it at one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty bucks. It's, yeah, it's one twenty four for a bottle, which is a little pricey <laughs> for. For most bourbons, is a little pricey. Right. Unless you're talking, that's like borderline pappy price range. Or of course. <laughs> very, very 
craft-ish limited release bourbon. Right, but Jim Beam obviously does have an excellent lineup there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they they do have a good lineup in terms of the small batch bourbons. Um, Basil Hayden's, as I was saying, being one of those. Um, this is one, so the Basil Hayden's that we know today is actually not the original, as far as I can find and know of, is not the original OG Basil Hayden's. Okay. Um, it's probably named after their, or it's probably um, distilled similar to what they're as close as you can get, you know, 20th century standards or 21st century standards, um, as close as you can get to the original recipe and everything. But it's named after a former 18th century master distiller, uh, Basil Hayden Sr. It's one that, so he was originally from Maryland. Well, even before that, immigrated from England to America, settled in Maryland, um, as far as I can find in research and everything, settled there. And then during about the 1760s, 1750s, 1760s, he immigrated, um, moved over from Maryland to Kentucky and started really, that's where really the origin nation of everything basil hayden started because what he did is he that's where he really started making bourbon he was kind of an outlier at the time because he did a very very what we now consider to be a high rye mash bill that was something in kentucky at the time really was not a popular thing to do um you know of course most bourbons and just anything kentucky spirits related is primarily corn based um you know, he did that, but he still did high rye um, products. So, what is the specific breakdown of the mash bill there? Because I, it does it. You can tell it's a high rye. I think just by tasting it, because um, it's like off the bat, you're like, okay, this yeah. is definitely a high rye. Um, so, I actually, in my, as far as I know, I don't know the exact breakdown of what they do for Basil Hayden's. Okay. Um, but I would imagine it's probably very, very similar to what Jim Beam's uh, standard mash bill is, which is, I think, 72% corn, 18 rye, 10 barley. Um, if I remember, that's roughly the exact proportions. But like I said, I can't find a specific, as far as I've been able to search and find, I can't find specifically what well, their most, mash bill is. Most are 10. Is it most that are, most bourbons are 10 rye? Mo- most bourbons that i've been able to find are about 15 to 18 percent rye 10 percent barley 72 to 75 percent uh corn as far as i as far as i've seen at least gotcha in that roughly that range um so they're probably on the higher end of that that in the rye category um i would have to imagine but like i said i can't find a specific mash bill for them so I'm just going to default to what, and assume it's what Jim Beam um, uses as their standard mash bill and then tailors it to exactly what they want Basil Hayden's to end up becoming. Looks like uh, 63% corn, 27% rye, 10% malted barley. And of course, 27% rye is much higher than, you know, you'll, you'll see 13%, you'll see 10%, you'll see, you know, 18%, like you said. Uh, what was it? We did Angels Envy last week, and I believe they were 
uh, what was it? They clocked in at 18% rise. So you're looking at almost 10% higher rise for Basil Hayden's here. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which is also why I'm so excited about the 10-year rye. Uh, because it's like, okay, well, if, the, if, if there's, you know, they really clearly put an, place an emphasis on rye. So mm-hmm. hopefully their rye is exceptional, especially a 10 year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'd agree with you there. That's something I'm, I'm interested to try that 10 year rye. Cause that's, I've had the regular product, but not the, um, 10 year rye. So I definitely want to try that. Yeah. Um, a little bit before we go more into the current Basil Hayden's brand, as we know it, um, Ironically enough, his uh, Basil Sr.'s grandson, Raymond B. Hayden, uh, founded at least what was formerly the Old Granddad Distillery. Um, as we kind of know, there's some products there now that are named Old Granddad that actually bear either... I think it was either Raymond Raymond's likeness or, or like a portrait of him on the um, bottle. The... Um, label or it was actually basil senior himself that his his face is the um is on that label there and much like we were talking about with knob with knob creek um i think um basil senior he helped provision the colonial army during the revolutionary war so to an extent, this is another brand that has very much roots tied to America. What makes America, America? I believe it was Michter's where George Maybe Washington was. was using Michter's in Pennsylvania to help fund yeah. or help uh, keep his troops warm yeah. uh, there during the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Valley well, Forge. Yeah. I well, I was, I was talking about who during the Civil War. What brand is that that we were talking about? Oh, was, yeah. I thought it was Knob Creek. War, I thought I it was Knob Creek. Yeah, I'll have to, yeah, that's a good question. I'll have to I don't, check that one. I don't remember, but I thought it was Knob Creek. But um, so just like I was like I was kind of saying though, something that definitely makes them t- very much tied to what makes America America. Um, so a lot of history there in the brand. It was Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Yeah. Okay. Um. And it's it's something that you know I I think they they try now in the new in the new Basil Hayden's because this is not it's not to my knowledge been a continuous distillation like since the 18th century I think it was something that the product that we have today um, is something that was started by Jim Beam back when they started their small batch series um, gotcha and I think at the time. To my knowledge, as far as I've been able to see in everything and research, they have not been continuously distilling Basil Hayden's outside of Jim Beam starting it up. I don't know when that stopped, that the original product stopped, but it happened and now has been brought back in its current iteration. Um, it, like we've kind of discussed, is one of the younger brands... Um, Whenever they whenever they started the small batch, Jim Beam did back in the eighties or nineties, whenever that was, that we discussed in Knob Creek or Jim Beam episode. Um, you know, fairly young brand, but again, in those few decades since they started it up, it's been again a very good um, standard product on anybody's shelf as I've been able to see. Um, 
and it's a good product. I think, in my opinion, it's almost, I'd say that and the Knob Creek are the most accessible and the best for the money of those four. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, all their bourbons, at least as far as I can see and have been able to find, all their bourbons are clocking in at 80 proof, uh, the 40% alcohol. So they're kind of at the lowest threshold, just barely scooting by of what you can consider a bourbon from a proofing proofage standpoint once mm-hmm. you move, once you uh, bottle it and we kind of discussed mash bill there that you were talking about earlier very very high rye that's something that's um they're very very proud of, about with this bourbon they try and make it an emphasis for it right which is interesting because they you know they actually the the basil hayden's kentucky straight rye whiskey and the 10 year they actually do especially with the 10 year they do not actually disclose the mash bill. We don't know the makeup there. We know uh, with the with the whiskey, the, with the bourbon, it's like a twenty seven percent rye. But with the actual rye ten year, we which we're gonna be tasting on later, we don't know the mash bill breakdown. They do not release yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I, I that's the only one I think of their lineup that I don't one hundred percent know. But truly, to be a rye, I mean, we at least know it's at least fifty one percent rye, right? Because it's a straight rye, right. not a bourbon. But we don't know the exact specs. Yeah. Yeah, outside of that, we don't know the exact specs of it. And if they're heavy rye on their bourbon, they might be heavy rye on their rye. They might, It's probably higher than 51%. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I, yeah, I would definitely not be surprised if it's well above that 51% minimum requirement. So what are some of their products, Andy? Let's go through, because I know they got more than just the straight bourbon whiskey and the straight rye, correct? Yeah. Or the straight rye tenure. Yeah, so they obviously have got, they've got those two as we've... um talked about they have uh another 10 year old bourbon as well they have a dark rye which i think that one's just aged longer i think uh if i remember correctly i could be any listeners that know that correct me on that but um i think that's just an extra aged rye and then they have a caribbean reserve rye which was a um that was a limited release that they had where they did um some of their eight-year-old straight rye and then four-year-old Canadian-style rye whiskey and then finished with a little bit of rum. Hmm. And along with like several various different um, limited releases that they've done at least through the last few years, like five, or, like three to five years or so that they've done. But their, stand, their standard two that their standard two or three that they do are the just a regular Basil Hayden's the uh, 10-year-old rye and the 10-year-old bourbon. I know at least for the rye, clocks in, or for the regular bourbon, at least clocks in on about 40 bucks a bottle here. Um, at least as far as I can see in about the Cincinnati area, about 40 bucks. Um, so fairly reasonably priced. I've seen it for like $34.99. Okay. So fairly good, fairly standard price for most good bourbons. Yeah. Good entry price. Um, Definitely. I think is worth the price. I don't know if you agree with me, John, but it's worth the price. I think so. Especially if you're a rye fan. Yeah. No, if you're it, a rye fan, but you're wanting to go bourbon, I think the Basil Hayden's, you're going to be very happy with what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, it's kind of like as we were discussing with Angel's Envy last week, how they were a good entry from, say, an Irish or Scotch right. whiskey to bourbon. This is kind of a good entry from bourbon for anybody who likes bourbon. Who maybe wants to enter into the world of rice. 
Um, I think it's a good entry starting point to kind of get that. It's not going to break the bank for you, but it's going to give you that good idea of what really a rye should be before you fully dip your toes in and just go crazy on them all. Right. Um, and like like we've kind of both said, very worth the money. Oh, yeah. So, and that's kind of as we discussed. I mean, that's about what we have for this uh, as a brand. It's yeah. Not much history there outside of what we've already kind of discussed previously. It's kind of hard to find information on Basil Hayden's. I mean, when yeah. I'm looking through trying to find pictures of the distillery, I can find basically one picture that looks kind of like a prison or like a mill, like a white building with like it's like kind of like a military facility or like a military uh like a, a school uh you know it's like you it's get, get what it's like what you get with the citadel down there in charleston south carolina you it's really hard to find information on uh, basil hayden's but you know yeah. if you can get your hands on it, it it's worth the it, it's worth your time and money yeah it's it's, it's worth the find i i definitely agree with you Jer- there john all right folks i think it's time it's that time. It's to do our favorite time. Our, oh, it's our favorite time. It's it's Basil Hayden's time, folks. All right, folks, make sure you pour yourself a glass of the Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That's what we're going to be trying here with our first taste test, and then we're going to do the uh, 10-year rye as well. So go ahead and take a sniff of this, uh, this fine elixir here, and uh, we'll go ahead and start the tasting process. It's a soft, soft yeah. nose. A little bit softer kind of, of a nose. Reminds me of Angel, uh, Angel's Envy, where it's very kind of easy on the on the nose there. Yeah, for a high rye bourbon, it kind of reminds me of Angel's Envy mm-hmm. um, and its smoothness. You know a what? Lot it of, re- a lot of oak. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree with you there. Very, very much that woody oak note that you get uh, from most bourbons. You know what? It kind of reminds me a little bit of wild turkey in a little bit of a sense because okay, they're so? a little bit they're a little bit more of a high rye as well gotcha not quite as high rye as basil hayden's but it, some of those like spicy notes that i get typically from wild turkey are kind of jumping up on the nose for me here too yeah absolutely i'm getting a lot like i said a lot of oak a lot of uh like a little pepper like light pepperiness uh there in the nose uh let's go ahead and take a taste It's a lot. It's a light. The palate. It's light on the palate for sure. Yeah, for especially for one that's a little bit higher in rye content than most other uh, high rye bourbons or just bourbons in general. Yeah, it's a little bit light. Um, Getting some fr- a little fruitiness, like dark fruit again, with like like some like vanilla. I want to say like vanilla, like cherry vanilla type. I see kind of what I get the vanilla that you're tasting, but I'm. Both on the nose and the palate, I'm getting a little bit more of like a nutty flavor on it. Okay. So it's like a like a vanilla nut or like a yeah more of those notes for me on it. Either way, it's very good, very smooth. Cannot complain at all. Mm-mm. I finishes very finishes very short. You get like a little bit of that like light white pepper. On the finish, and then it just dissipates. It goes away. It disappears. Very, 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 very lovely. Yeah. Maybe a high rise, not necessarily the wrong way to go. No, I, I, I'd agree on that. It's sometimes high rise is the best way to do it. 
All right, folks, we'll come back with the uh, our next uh, tasting just here in a minute. All right, folks, it's now time for our second tasting of the week. We're going to do the Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey, aged 10 years. This is a legit rye whiskey, and we're uh, super excited about it. All right, Andy, you ready? Let's uh, do the nose, palate, and the finish here. Mm. It's a very Ooh. lovely embrace there when you first yeah. get a sniff of this one. So I, I noticed it's a little bit sharper on the nose than the regular uh, bourbon that they have. It is. You, it, it's more character, I would say, to it. it, it it's not. It's not rough. It's not a rough smell, yeah. but it just. Uh, it's almost just like it, it's like a little a, bit spicier. It's a hug, but it's a harder hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little bit spicier on the nose there. Still vanilla and a, little, a lot of oak to it, like you would get with the Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, but it's a little deeper. It's a little, like I said, a little more character, a little, a little more, uh, a little more depth to it. Yeah, a little, a little nutty, little nuttiness there. Yeah, a little bit. Let's get a taste here. Wow, that's smooth. Dare I say, I actually like that better than their regular but bourbon. A, but yeah. a rye kick to it at the end there. Yeah. Or a bourbon kick, maybe. Yeah. It's kind of like it starts off being a little bit of rye, but smooths out for me, at least. Yeah. I like that. You still get oak and vanilla in it, but it's just really, I think it's just really, really smooth. Like, you barely notice it, and then it's a little kick at the end. A little flick of the, the bourbon flavor there. Yeah. They done did right with it. They got that. They got that peppery heat at the at the at the back end. Yeah, that smoothness though. Yeah. No. 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 I, I. I think it's that. That might be the smoothest rye I've ever tried. Yeah. Honestly. Absolutely. I think you could. I mean, depending on the rye you've tried, I think you could easily make that argument. Well. And then it's just like a really, um, you know, I. I the the tail end there, I just I think it's really like playful, like nutty, just real sharp finish, but yeah. it's not overpowering at all. Really, yeah. really a, a smooth, a very smooth rye. Yeah, kind of playful, but not like playful flavor notes on both the um, smell and taste, but not like overly aggressive on both. I would say absolutely. Andy, you got any final thoughts here on Basil Hayden's <laughs> the Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey um, or the Kentucky Straight Rye? I mean, frankly, I would say, like we were saying last week with Angel's Envy, I think this is one that, at the price point, is well worth consideration in like a standard daily drinker uh, shelf lineup. Of course. If anybody wants their own collection that they want to do, I think this is one that people should have. Um, yeah, you know, the, the rye, at least, is one that I would consider continuously buying. Um, the regular bourbon... I, I think I found better bourbons that personally I like better, but is still well worth the consideration for a standard shelf yeah. if people want to start that collection, as I was saying. Of course. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you can subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussion. Share with your friends. Tell everyone you know about us. Tell your family. We got some holidays coming up. If you're going to be going to see people, make sure you're telling them about Distilled Discussions. They could use a little podcast and alcohol support during these trying times. Have a great week. We have a great week, everyone. Pour yourself another whiskey. And of course, America, don't worry. We'll be here next week to drink with you.